Stop the press, it's on! After two sellout events, the Wellness Summit returns to Melbourne in 2015 for two days of powerhouse wellness with your favourite wellness couch host and Australia's wellness elite. Join us at the Melbourne Convention Centre on Saturday, August 15 and Sunday 16th for an inspirational, educational, edutaining, fun, exciting, sensational cocktail of wellness that promises to help you take your life to the next level. Now, if you want very special access to our limited two-for-one tickets, then make sure you go to www.thewellnesscouch.com, enter your name and email address, and get on the early bird list. So pop the dates in the diary, and we'll see you there. You're listening to the One Minute Mindfulness Show with Vicky Kelly and Natalie McIver. This is the One Minute Mindfulness Show where we explore the awesome power of paying attention and mindfulness, plus some everyday ways to strengthen your mental muscle to reduce stress, increase your energy and transform how you live, love, parent and serve. I'm Vicky Kelly. And I'm Natalie McIver. And as a welcome to the show, welcome back. What show number are we at, Natalie? I think we're at five. It's racing by, isn't it? It is certainly racing by, and we've had some amazing feedback from our nomophobic show. I think um, lots of lots of our listeners have self-diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and perhaps brought a lot of awareness on their partners, their colleagues, and their children in the last week with a little bit more um, monitoring, perhaps, of how much time and how much habit's involved with being attached to our devices 24-7. Exactly. Which, and you make it, it's an important distinction to make, is that make sure that we're, with all of this new information, we're not just shooting on people. Yeah. You should be doing this and you should be doing that and you should be off your phone and you should be unplugging. First and foremost, we have to start with us and be the example. And so certainly that show uh, reflected that modelling, um, particularly when it comes to technology, modelling for our little people is a really powerful way to start to make some shifts and transformations. And I'd suggest in any area of our life, with any change that we're making, if we first and foremost reflect on ourselves and how we're showing up in that way makes a real difference and even that is a mindfulness mental sit up in itself it is indeed so if you haven't listened to that show it's live on itunes under the one minute mindfulness show so perhaps hook into one of your devices which is shows us the value of device using and uh check it out and, and maybe just start to to just bring some awareness into into your everyday life about how much you're relying on that device or how much of it is just pure habit. Or maybe I'll check it again. I've got nothing to do. Oh, maybe I'll just check it again and see if something else has changed in the last few minutes. Yeah, exactly. Which And, you know, our attention spans are decreasing by the minute. I read a study the other day that we have the... uh, We now have an attention span we can celebrate that's less than a goldfish. (laughs) Wow. Um, And if... And in fact, the, the link to that is up on our new, on our, well, not so new, but on our Facebook uh, page, if you're wanting to have a look at that. So you can go there and have a look at that study on uh, how we've compared our attention to, to goldfish. And maybe we can touch on that in today's show, Vicky, is why are we so easily distracted? Why do we get hijacked? Why can't we get control of the monkey mind or the voice in our head? Yeah, yeah. And, and certainly that's... It, Today's show is all things relationship and when we first talked about the outlines of the show, 
when when I was thinking about relationships, I was thinking about you know relationships with our intimate partner and our you know ourself and our friends and. The last few months, the people that I've been seeing and the groups that I've been working with has really highlighted to me that everything, you know, everything's about a relationship. And I know that you've said that in the past, Natalie, that life is about these things called relationships. And all too much now, we seem to be having a really uh, distorted relationship with technology on some levels and there's all of these other the things that we're going to talk about today when it's when it comes to relationships are the relationship with ourselves so our mind and our body and what's what's the difference between the two great question mm-hmm. well i i like to i always like to think that um my mind or my my you know that brain body connection is not me i'm the awareness of what's going on in mm-hmm. my body or in my brain sometimes however my, my attention gets hijacked and my body becomes my mind because of my conditioning and my habits and my, um, you know, the knowing, those habits and routines and my environment reminds me of, of who it is I used to be or should be. And so that's why it can be so hard to make change mm-hmm. because there's so much around us reminding us of who it is we were and a reminding of of our habits. So that's the body side of things. The mind side of the things is is essentially our awareness, and that's where the magic can happen, and that's where certainly mindfulness plays a, a huge part of it, getting into that frontal lobe, into that cortex, into that part of the brain that that is the seat, the very seat of our awareness, and allows us to just make better choices when it comes to our relationships, whether that's our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with uh, our partner, our relationship with our devices and technology, and we, you know, we're talking lots about redefining and the importance of redefining that. But underpinning that, and with with all of the the people that I've been working with, underpinning that relationship, one of the most powerful relationships that we can strengthen and build. And that really is the game changer when it comes to relationships is the relationship that we have with our attention. Oh, now that sounds interesting. And it it's probably, you know, for some of us it will be, oh, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. However, the last few months, and I'm not sure whether it's the planets, planets being <laughs> aligned or misaligned or, you know, what's happening out there. And You probably have some theories on that, uh, Natalie. But there's so much, there's a real deepening of this awareness of challenge with relationship and I think it's it's a pulling back of people wanting to slow down Mm. slow Mm. slow down enough to reassess and redefine their relationships with so many different things including themselves and the people around them but very importantly redefining their relationship with where and how it is they want their attention to be directed and so these shows are all about that. It's just about how can we strengthen and develop our attention muscle, that mind muscle, through easy, really simple mental sit-ups so that we can begin to strengthen our relationship with our attention. And when, as our relationship with our attention strengthens so we can be more mindful, we just naturally make better choices across all those other areas in our relationship. 
And I guess the thing that, that's popping into my mind as I hear you speak this, because in my, in my clinic practice, you know, I work with people who are wanting to create change in their life. And many of them are here, um, come to me for relationship shifts and changes. They're becoming aware that they're creating and participating to their relationship difficulties. We explore that a little bit further. And in through that exploration of the relationship, they begin to become more aware of themselves and their selves and their relationship with self and um, the the habits, the patterning, the program, etc., their own fears and, and things like that um, start to surface and they start to explore how, the, how that happened, how they can create change and then, then actually become people who are not reactive all the time. But the key, the key uh, block, if you like, or the, the challenge in anyone I work with, even in my yoga classes, my dance classes, is their lack of being able to stay committed and consistent to what they want to do. So if they want to become more mindful or be more aware or be less busy or, be, or slow down and, and really live their life from the present moment because they understand that's a healthy, healthy way to live their life, they'll commit to something and then everything else gets in the way of it and another six weeks goes by and they haven't attended a dance class or they haven't come to yoga or they haven't implemented the new tools they're learning in clinic space with me. So where does that go wrong? You've got the intention, you get the awareness, you get the knowledge and the tool and then you don't stay committed to it. What's the falling out there? So you've got the, you said you've got the intention. Yeah. You've, you've got the awareness, you've got the tool. Yeah. And then the day begins. Yeah. yeah. What happens? <laughs> what happens to those intentions of getting out of bed and going for a walk every morning? What happens the, to it? The intention is still there because guess what? At the end of the day, you, you reflect sometimes <laughs> and look back and go, what the heck just happened? Yeah. The tool is still there and we all have a toolbox of ideas and knowledge that, that we absolutely know that we could make at least one change in our life that would be better so it's not necessarily more knowledge or more tools mm. the missing gap is the awareness mm. we don't have awareness mm. most of our day in fact we wake up in the morning and our relationship to awareness or attention they, they sort of they're married and so we wake up in the morning and, and we declare through intention that today is going to be different Mm-hmm. Today I'm going to be more mindful and present. I'm going to eat live green food. I'm going to love and connect with kindness with every person that I encounter. And then at the end of the day, my head is going to hit the pillow knowing that I've been the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And then we get to five o'clock in the afternoon and we're inhaling the contents of the fridge wondering what on earth happened as we've had road rage throughout the day. We've yelled at our kids as we rush and hurtle through the day at breaknecking speed because we haven't brought awareness. We haven't decided that awareness is going to be part of the day. And I think if, and that that's really my point, you know, in traditional therapy, when we're dealing with relationship challenges or habitual <coughs> challenges or or whatever challenges and um, upsets and life conditions we find ourselves in, we're going to fix that thing or resolve that thing, whether it's a relationship challenge, a, a life condition of symptom or whatever, uh, an emotional challenge, a stress challenge. We're going to um, get interventions to resolve those things. 
what I've come to realise particularly in the last few months um, very acutely but across the last few years is if we devote time and energy to strengthening and developing our relationship with our attention and that that thing in the middle that you talked about, the awareness, then our relationships, our life conditions, our emotional hurdles, our stress begin to take care of themselves on some level. Not not organically, but we just we have the opportunity to take different steps towards that better version of ourselves. Because that's what essentially we're looking for. When we, when we have an emotional stress or a relationship stress, we have what we see, our version of our ideal relationship or our version of our ideal day or our version of our ideal um, body image. And so it's as, as long as we can identify that it's our version and not anybody else's, then by training our awareness, we're more likely to make better choices towards that. So our, our intention is that better version of ourselves. What is our ideal? That's our intention. Our, our awareness is our mindfulness, our, our mental muscle, our, our awareness muscle, and we've got some great things on every single show to strengthen that. Our tools are the things that we collect along the way from ourselves, our friend, our mentors, um, our therapists, our counsellors, our coaches. Mm-hmm. And then if we can align all of those then that makes for a pretty effective human experience so like all things you know as human beings everything's about relationships our relationship to everyone and everything around us but leading by example the the strongest and the most permanent um, relationship we ever have is the one with self because we're with ourselves 24 7 Oh, I know. What a what a drag. <laughs> and I've seen how um, easy you get bored with little things that I ask you to do around the technology to get this program live listed and out so the masses can enjoy it. <laughs> and it, and it, and poor Natalie, and it comes out with a big oh, I'm so I'm bored <laughs> immediately. It's like a default switch I have inside me. <laughs> And then, you know, inevitably you'll cause some sort of little voodoo and you'll shut my whole house down like you did this morning and power snapped and I've got to restart fuse boxes and get the equipment up and going so that we can actually put a show together. So I guess... Um, Wasn't that very curious? <laughs> it was. All it was just because curious. I asked you to press a button and, and put something <laughs> up on the page. So lucky you've got me here to balance things out when they get too boring for you yeah. at that I know, I know. <laughs> and you know, when we when we talk about relationships, and I, and I think I've said this in in other shows, it's easy to be really kind and great in our relationships with across all areas of our lives when when we're feeling good about ourselves. And so it's really uh, amazing, you know, significant that you say the most important and powerful relationship is with with ourselves because when things are going our way, and and our filter is us, mm-hmm. when things are going our way. Our relationship with ourselves seems like, oh, you're really cool. You know, you look in the mirror and everything's pretty okay, and it, it, you can roll with roll with whatever um, life punches and you know the throws along the way. It seems though, when we're not feeling great about ourselves, the world reflects in that way as well. And so, we we tend to be uh, velcro to the negative things when when we're not feeling 
great about the relationship we have with ourselves. We're Velcro to all the crappiness out there and we're Teflon to all the really good things out there. And being able to call our attention back as a practice gives us the best opportunity to be able to identify and focus with those things that are going well, first and foremost, and secondly, to be able to utilise those to build and strengthen the relationship we have with ourselves. So right. To be kinder and more compassionate and more gentle with when we fall down. You know, it, it's that, will if I show up with all of my wobbly bits on the inside and on the out, will you love me anyway? If I look in the mirror and say, with all of my imperfections and all of my wobbly bits and all the crap that I think and all my stinking thinking and my failures and mishaps, can you love me anyway? And unless we can look in the mirror and say, yes, absolutely, there's no chance that we can have really uh, deepened and strong, powerful relationships with the people around us. Mm. And that's, you know, that's what they say. They say that people will treat you the way you allow them and the way you treat yourself. So we have to be, we have to be really in our own space. And sometimes that means actually, um, well, for me, sometimes that for me to ground and go back into myself means retreating. It means staying in my own space, taking my own self time and actually being still not being so busy, not filling all of my time. And and at the moment, I've got to say, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a good break in the last year from selling one business and creating a clinic. So I've built that slowly and at a great pace to, to have some rest and, and um, renew, etc. But I'm starting to get bored and I'm watching myself trying to fill the space and then saying, no, don't spill the, fill the space. Just sit in the space and see what the space can become. And, you know, hey, can I just, <laughs> do you know, this is the most hilarious. It, you're, you've done a lot of work and you're pretty well trained and, and yet I still, I hear you saying right now that there are times when you don't want to be alone in your own thoughts. You'd rather be doing something or just be distracted, yeah? Yeah, well, I'd, and I'd so rather really be doing it. something. Well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> the the um, It was probably a year ago now there was a study done um, of people who were put in a room on, on their own with no no distractions. The only the only they were they were given the choice of being there and sitting in their own thoughts alone, or giving themselves um, electric shocks. <laughs> Guess what? Oh, no. Most people most people prefer to give themselves electric oh. administer electric <laughs> shocks to themselves than be alone doing nothing. Uh, this is this is the state of our attention. This is why I'm so passionate about about this thing called mindfulness uh, in in any form, any any you know any sort of mental training that we can do that can call our attention back to this moment. I just know and trust is strengthening us so that we will not deliver electric shocks oh, and torture me. and torture <laughs> ourselves rather than endure the torture of our own inner thinking. And that's essentially what it boils down to. That, that study is also actually on our uh, Facebook link. So you can read, you can read about it and um, sort, of, sort of, I mean, there, there is, there's uh, comedy and tragedy, mm. <laughs> but really it's, it, is, it is a tragedy. And, and so I, I always like to come back to, if I can first and foremost, first thing in the morning, strengthen my 
capacity to pay attention with myself, even just for, for a few minutes through my breath, you know, just a few deep breaths in and long, slow breaths out, just it calls your attention back to the here and now. Breathing in and just thinking something like I calm my body as you breathe in and then on the out breath I am at ease, which is a mindful uh, practice in itself. Just doing that for three breaths when you wake in the morning instead of rolling over and checking your device, get that mistress out of the bedroom, <laughs> instead of um, jumping out of bed and rushing through your day, just take a few deep breaths in and long, slow breaths out. Set your intention for awareness for the day because then you're more likely to pick it up as a familiar friend along the way throughout the day. And that in itself is the first and most powerful way of building a relationship with your attention, which then has that spillover effect into other relationships. Because, Natalie, if you imagine if if you were to wake up in the morning and you, and you had the time to yourself, you'd created that time for yourself, what do you think, I mean, personally, from your personal experience, when you've had time to yourself to be able to prepare, even if it's only for a few minutes, how different is the way that you do your day with the people around you? Mm, well, and that is how I do start my day. I never used to. I used to, same thing, wake up, alarm go, check the phone on the way out to getting the house open and the kids up to school, already think about all the things I've got to do, no time to check in with anybody, really disconnected at home. Um, everyone was just gone, great, now I can get back to work. And I had a real addiction to, to work and checking and following up things and, and making more work for myself. And since Busy I, equals successful. <laughs> yeah, all the badge of busyness. So when I took the badge off and um, stopped and slowed down and created those, um, those mindfulness moments of starting my day with breath, with um, listing my gratitudes, with my, with my um, I don't know, my energetic prayers for the people in my life and, and that are important to me to keep them safe throughout the day and to set my intention for, for actually more self-nurture of myself. So making sure that, that I was going to get up after I got everyone off to school to then go and take that walk rather than getting straight into work to stopping and actually going and having lunch instead of eating it at the computer or getting till three o'clock before I realize I haven't eaten. So I have brought those things into, into my day, my, my rituals. I've got small little rituals. I, I light a candle in my clinic and bless my home and my clinic every day. And all of those things bring me back into the, the present moment. And actually my attention is on the intention to create that space instead of my mind having all these random thoughts and to-do lists. So in my relationship to self is karma. And since doing that, I've got more time to engage with, with my partner, my kids, and they're coming and talking to me more because I was the queen of multitasking. So my kids in particular have lived their life with me doing something and talking to them at the same time. Now I'm making real efforts to stop and, in, you know, stop and engage. And they're teenagers now. So, um, wow, what a powerful yeah. gift. What a powerful gift to give to the people around you. It is. And if there's, you know, if we can't, I... There are, there are days when I'm just so caught up in myself and, and I have them. I, you know, I, I practice and I meditate and, I, and I, I live this thing called 
mindfulness. And yet there are days when I'm so caught up in my own head that I forget. Mm-hmm. And it's in, it's in those times when I can catch my attention for long enough, I'll drop in and call my attention back and dedicate the rest of the day to either my partner or uh, my team or my children. And that compels me to really strengthen and stay focused and, and connected versus if I just do it for myself sometimes, you know, I'm, I've, I'm, I have a developing um, self-awareness and, and self-belief. And so sometimes in order for me to get across the line, I need to dedicate my day to someone else. Mm. And that's, that can be a really powerful way of, of being able to maintain your practice with a greater sense of ease than than you can if you were just if you just made it about yourself in that in that moment. And I have and an so experience of that when my um, granddaughter comes to visit. She's nearly six, so she's been coming to visit us since you know a couple of times a month since she was a little toddler, uh, you know, not mm-hmm. even one probably. And my kids have grown up used to me working and running businesses. So they'll sit on my lap, they'll sit beside me, they go to have always gone to meetings with me. They've just kind of fitted in. And I fit it in around them. Well, along comes Grace and no way. If Nana's trying to work, the keyboard will be moved. Crystals will be put on every keyboard. Pens will be scribbled on. My chair will be spun around. So she was my real wake up that, wow, I've I've never actually stopped working when the kids are around. I haven't given them that time. Or if Mm. I have, I've rushed home to get back into work. So Mm. she is the little marker here that when she comes to visit, the time is dedicated to her and playing with her. And she's she's been a really great turning stone for me to realise how many habits of busyness and disconnect from people that I love that I had actually fallen into. And I guess that's where I'd love to spend the, the next couple of minutes of the of the show on Vicky is what do we do when we find ourselves listening to this podcast and maybe going, oh, yeah, yeah, I am a little disconnected there. Oh, yeah, I, I multitask and don't stop yeah, and spend absolutely. time one-on-one. What, what can we give them this week to, to see how their relationships can strengthen a little more in the in the coming yeah. weeks? You know, Natalie, first and foremost, I think it's it's uh, a really important distinction to make that although you you worked and and found yourself in a situation where you were working and being a mum and 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 multitasking and you didn't know what you didn't know. There yeah. was the unknown and unknown. You didn't, you know, you, it wasn't yeah. an, an intentional thing. I thought I was really good. Look at me, multitasking. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and hey, you, you, you're not alone. And yeah. certainly, you know, the scientists out there, the researchers out there, they went about the, the study that sort of turned my, uh, multitasking on its head. The the purpose of that study was to see what it was about multitaskers that made them so effective, mm. and it turned it it turned it on its head. It fit, you know they discovered that it's one in forty that can actually do it really effective, and the rest of us, um, we it's making ourselves. us it, 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 <laughs> basically are less effective, and we're yeah we're just um, banging our head against a brick wall. But the most important thing here to remember is it's never too late. No, it's, it's never not. you know it's never too late, and you you have um, spoken. A couple of occasions throughout your show about you, you know you've got teenagers now and and then your your little grandchildren they're getting equal benefit so as as much as it can be it can be 
um, decades. And, you know, we can have 50 years of not paying attention. As soon as we call that attention back and the more regularly we can do it, the spillover effect of that is incredible. And the, the benefit is immediate. Excellent. And so it's... A client I had the other day said, oh, no, it's too late for me. (laughs) (laughs) Never too late. (laughs) I'm too too far gone. Mm. And my kids are grown up and what difference is it going to make now? Well, within a week, she decided to, I said, do it for 30 days. If it it doesn't work, throw it out Mm. and we'll we'll just put it across as a bad social experiment. And so she started, she decided she'd breathe in the morning and then breathe twice more throughout the day. That's as much as she could commit to. And so she did that. And within a week, she rang me in tears and she said, Vicky, I actually have to, first of all, she said, I have to say I'm sorry. I really have to say I'm sorry because I didn't believe you and I cursed you when, when, I got, <laughs> when, I left, when I left your office. And she said, but because um, you'd made me commit, <laughs> because we had an agreement, mm-hmm. I did this. And she said, I just want you to know that the relationship I have with my children who are now grown up, um, is deeper than I can remember it ever being, and that's just after a week of me doing this. And so it's never too late. It's never too late to start to breathe, you know, to pause, to drop in, take a few deep breaths in and long, slow breaths out. That's the first thing, and that will build a great um, and strengthen your attention muscle and strengthen that relationship with yourself. In in terms of um, your your significant other, What's, what's the one thing that's going to strengthen that, Natalie, that we know? Oh, the three-second kiss, the, the three-second three second hug. The three-second kiss it is. And so what, what, um, get, in, get on it, people, with your intimate partner. Uh, do it for seven days, the three-second kiss and the three-second hug. Every time you say hello or goodbye, um, pause in that exchange for three seconds guarantee there has never been anyone in any relationship that has tried this that hasn't come back to me saying whoa this is really cool (laughs) the three second hug three second hug apply that with your family with your friends anybody that will allow it if you've got a hug culture in your workplace do that with your work colleagues eye contact eye contact for you know that that pause in your eye contact is a really important one. Um, unplug from your technology at least once a day for five minutes. And that will strengthen, I promise, your relationship with your devices because you will appreciate them more and you will also have a greater awareness of your um, little addictions. <laughs> uh, where else, Natalie? What else? Who? What other areas, what other relationships can we can Well, we just, just and- one little thing I'll throw in, and, and I know we're going to do a whole show on this soon, mm. um, but the power of pause has really worked well for me in my communications with people is just stopping and actually listening and filtering, like listening to hear them, not listening to answer them. And that's been, I've been really aware of how much I bring my attention back to the present moment and fully connect with them in that space when I'm only listening to what they've got to say without trying to formulate and think about how I'm going to respond. You know, that that is so true. That is, that 
we've got um, somebody, I can't even remember who said it. It was one of my development coaches said, you know, Vicky, we've got two ears and one mouth for a really good reason. <laughs> so that we listen twice as much as we speak. <laughs> yeah. So let's breathe. Let's pause. Let's listen. Let's really engage with people. Lengthen the kiss. Lengthen the hug. Take technology out of the bedroom and out of the areas where you would communicate with your family, your colleagues, your friends at the end of a day or the beginning of a day. And bring our attention back to, look at that, I've grabbed my phone and I'm already scanning Facebook because I'm standing in a line at the bank. What if I would close that and just stand there and breathe in that space? And you know, Natalie, I, at the beginning, before each, the beginning of each of our shows, you and I uh, take some time to pause and breathe to bring about the greatest good for the time that we're sharing with our people. I think we could do that right now with all of our listeners while, you know, while we're here. So just in this last part of the show, let's just take some time to take a couple of breaths and acknowledge our own inner light and the outer light and recognise that they're all the same light and just breathing in deeply and that long, slow breath out, knowing and trusting that the time that we've shared together is of the greatest value for our highest good. And as you now just return to your normal breath um, with a feeling of ease and calm in your mind and your body, I think that now brings us to the end of another show. It does indeed. Adelaide. It does indeed. And I'm really excited to hear people's feedback after this show in particular because I really want to see that, that our relationships um, to ourselves and others and even our relationship to someone we don't know, like the person who serves us fuel or in the supermarket, begins to strengthen and grow because we are all connected as human beings in this lifetime. And that's where... That's where uh, eye contact can be really powerful with strangers or friends that we haven't met yet. And I love so to thanks, use the name. Yeah. You know, they have name badges, people that serve us. Yeah, in. absolutely. And I love to say thank you for that, Ellie. And they're like, yeah. oh, how did you know my name? Like they're so surprised that someone has gone beyond, oh, hi, yep, thank you, mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we have to be really aware. We are busy at the supermarket and all those things. But let's just let's be our own witness for a week and just absolutely. see how much more we can we can get out very, of putting very, more into wise, that. Very, very wise, very oh, wise. I am very wise. Yes, you are. <laughs> you are incredibly amazing, Miss Natalie. All right, Vicky, now, let's see if so you can handle it this week. What have we got and oh, how yeah, can they get yeah. hold of us? <laughs> well, there's lots of ways that we can stay connected and, and now we can stay even more connected. Thank you to the amazing Natalie for um, getting the, the Facebook tech up, up there. So you can go to uh, our website www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash OMM. You can also uh, subscribe and sign up on iTunes. You can go to Facebook and that's www.facebook.com forward slash OMM show. Oh. That's right, Natalie. That yes. Perfect. Um, and please go there. there uh, the studies that I've mentioned today will be on there. 
All of our shows will be on there. Uh, if you haven't listened to previous shows, please um, particularly go back and, and listen to those because we love you to um, stay connected in that way and you'll get some great tips on that. And if you do like this show, please go now and post it, share it, tweet it, send it to all of your online tribe and family. And, uh, again, do go and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. So until next time, may you live, love, parent and serve through your connected and beautiful, mindful heart. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.